Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the counts. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Join Accounts. Episode 5. Fold that ass, motherfucker. You just gonna start out cursing just right out the gate? My name is Curvin. My name is Megan. And I curse sometimes. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm a product of my environment. And I say that shit proudly. What's your environment? Blinden Houses, East New York, Brooklyn, 4CD, representing. <laughs> What's your environment? I grew up in a small orchard town. <laughs> did you really? What do you mean, did I really? Baby, you act like we... Is this our first date? Like... I'm saying, though, like, you can't beat me up when I ask you questions about yourself. I'm not beating you up, but we've talked about where I'm from on many occasions. And I may forget, and that's why I ask. <laughs> okay, you may forget, but in 1997, it was a Tuesday, and you wore a gray shirt, and you remember hearing the song... Something, something for the first time, but you don't remember what kind of town your wife grew up in? Yo, sometimes... You put it in our fucking podcast description. I didn't say anything about an orchard. Well, you said countryside. I put that there because you told me to write that there. <laughs> anyway, I grew up in an orchard town. What does that mean? Because I'm from the projects, I don't know what orchard is. I think apples when I hear orchard. It was apples and pears. Really? Yeah. No peaches? We had one peach tree next to my first house that I grew up in. That was just like a random tree. I mean, the whole town isn't an orchard, but a lot of it is. So you're like an official white girl. Is that what that means? Where I come from, yeah. Yeah. So our first house was actually in the middle of an orchard. Wow. Like surrounded on all four sides with trees, but there was a driveway out of it that was really long. Do you have any pictures of this? I do. And we used to have to come. See, this is why I think I might be infertile. I have no evidence of this. We'd be playing outside in the yard and all of a sudden we'd hear the, I don't know what it was. It's like a big truck kind of. Yeah? I don't know. Like a big tractor that sprays pesticides. So it would play this like a, like horn kind of why are you laughing at me and we'd have to run inside because it's not good for you i have to admit a part of me is a little happy that you may not be able to have kids <laughs> is that evil kind i mean not evil but you know it would be sad if like i end up really wanting to have kids i think about that sometimes i talk about you uh people that i know Oh, yeah? Yeah, we talk about kids. when. They're... Yeah, people ask me all the time. My patients ask me all the time. They know where I stand because I tell them. They ask me if you want to have kids, and, you know, I tell them that at the moment, the two of us were on the same page. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I'll ever want kids. I feel like I think about kids less and less the older I get. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to think about it more than I do now. Like, I'd be on the train on the way to school, and I'd see a father with his daughter taking her to school. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I want to be a father at like 16, 17 years old. But the older I get, the less I think about kids. As a matter of fact, when I see kids, I'm like, thank God you ain't mine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I get that too. I go, I go totally in waves about it. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, yes, no kids. And then other times I get a little bit of a, man, I think I'd like that, you know? I honestly fear if that day comes where you want a kid and I don't. I know. If we're not on the same wave. Yeah, because that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And, and and I want to do anything I can to make you happy. But if you want kids and I don't, that can make you very unhappy. Right. Or, if, you know what I mean? Like, if we're yeah. not, it, it's... it'll suck ass. I don't think that we'll run into that. I mean, we might. You know, I don't want to be naive about it. But I feel like we tend to grow and change in a complimentary way. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm going to wake up one day and be like, I want kids and, like, be super into it. I think it'll be a gradual thing. Because right now I'm, like, 50-50. And I think that it it would inch into the territory slowly of, yeah, I could see this, and we would be having conversations about it and be like, you know, it wouldn't just be like a decision all of a sudden I make. I want kids, and you're like, mm-hmm. I also think there's always the possibility, even though it's very, very remote, that I would just get pregnant, mm-hmm. and like the decision would be out of our hands. And I kind of like that idea more, mm-hmm. that like, if I became pregnant, then awesome. And I think we'd both be super into it. Nah. The reason why I, at the moment, don't think kids is because I got, I got a checklist. Yeah. And, and the first ten things on that checklist is all about me. Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I just think that you're cute. Well, you know, I, I need to get certain things in order before I can start thinking about another life, you know? Of course. You know, like I said the other day, you sweep before you mop. Yeah. I'm still sweeping. I still got to get my life in order. Right. Before I can be a father. On the other side of that, that is a lifelong process. Of course. Our our life is sweeping. Of course. We're never going to be done mopping. Of course. We might not even start mopping. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I don't think about it, but sometimes I do. No, I mean, it's just, you know, at the risk of sounding cliche, it's all a journey, you know? It, it, it happens, you know, we make decisions, things unfold, things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. Can we make a deal? Maybe. Can we make a deal? I don't know what you're going to propose. Can we make a deal? No. Just say yes. Okay. Can we make a deal? Yes. If you get pregnant, like if it's unplanned, we get rid of the cat and the dog. No. Why not? What? First of all, no. Second of all, I don't like you. No. why do you hate our pets so much i don't hate them but they're not on my checklist (laughs) i love our pets i love them sometimes i love them all the time even when they're assholes no when they're assholes i'm reminded that i hate them you don't hate them i don't hate them because sometimes i love them (laughs) but when i don't love them i hate them Sometimes I look in their eyes and I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. Wow. I don't say it out loud. I think it as I look into their eyes. Sometimes you say it out loud. I don't know. About 15 minutes ago, you said, I want to grab Joey and just scream in her face. (laughs) Just to see what she would do. That is an example of the type of things that she brings out of me. That is an example of the type of shit you would say... If we had a child. I want to scream at the baby? Yeah. 
Maybe. I, I can see you saying something like that, like, yo, I love our baby so much, but sometimes I want to grab that motherfucker and just scream in his face. One time I went to go visit my aunt, and, she, you know, my cousins were there being a little, little rug rats. She had about four kids. And um, I said to my older cousin, I said to Willie, I was like, don't you just want to punch that little one? He's like, why? I don't know, I just want to punch him. And my aunt heard me say that about her son. Oh, shit. So I, I flipped it around. I'm like, no, he's just, he's so cute. He wanna, you, know, you ever see like a cute little kid, you just want to punch him? No, never? Oh, your son's so cute, I just want to punch him. But, but really, you wanted to punch him because he was annoying? He was a fucking brat. And now he's older and, you know, because that's what happens to us. You know, we get older and we become less bratty. Some of us be, stay bratty forever. But everybody says that when it's your own kids, of course. it's different. But uh, maybe that's why, because these aren't my own pets. <laughs> Listen, we got Gunter while we were together, so he is ours. Yeah, you kind of trapped me with that. He's he's that baby I didn't want. You got you put a, you poked a hole in my condom. I'm just saying that's how the kid thing's gonna happen. What do you mean you can poke a hole in my condom? We don't wear condoms. I know. I'm just trying to. From now on, I'm I'm pulling out. Well, you're gonna be washing the sheets frequently. I don't like you right now. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, eat a dick. I remember when I first decided that I was going to move to California. I was excited. I was scared, of course. Yeah. But I was more excited than scared. Yeah. And also, I was a little bit sad. Sure. Because we were going to lose our long-distance status. Interesting. There was something about us being in a long-distance relationship that made the relationship look that much more... Special? Yeah. More awesome. More, you know, different, you know? Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, we're going to be living together. We're going to be in the same state. We're just going to be your regular run-of-the-mill relationship, you know? <laughs> and uh, I had a lot of people asking me, what are you doing? Are you really going to do this? You're moving to California? Yeah. Really? Like, it was so foreign to them. It was foreign to me, too. But at the same time, it felt like something that I needed to do. Of course. Well, I mean, we were, we were in a long-distance relationship for a long time. Two years. Yeah. Those two years flew by. They did. I don't even remember those two years. I mean, I do and I don't. It was, I was in nursing school, so. Yeah, you had shit going on. My brain was, you know. I mean, I remember them because of the pictures that we took and the videos yeah. that, that we have. And the memories. I mean, I got to search deep for the memories. Yeah. The memories are the memories of the videos and the pictures that we right. took. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I have a good memory because I constantly take pictures and I constantly relive things. But most of our memories have been since you moved here. Because those ones are more, like, vivid. Yeah. 3D in color. What do you think was the hardest thing about being in a long-distance relationship? <sighs> to be completely honest with you, baby, that shit was the simplest thing I've ever done. I know I, know I had uh, reservations. Right. I mean, you know that. <laughs> I know that. I know I had reservations before ever, you know, entering into the long distance relationship, 
But once I was in it, smack dab in the middle, it was just another thing that I did. Well, okay, then let me put it like this. What was your least favorite part of being in a long-distance relationship? Because I agree, it wasn't difficult at all yeah. for us. My least favorite part was not being able to, to, to be with you. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I, I accepted it. Yeah. You know, it was like... My most difficult part was when I'd had a really tough day. Okay. And it was the end of the day, and I was feeling defeated for whatever reason or exhausted. And, you know, you had already gone to bed because it it was, you know, mm-hmm. three hours ahead over there. Because of our schedule, sometimes we wouldn't get to say goodnight to each other. Mm-hmm. And those were the times that it was hard for me. Because, like, I, I just... All I wanted to do was at least hear your voice, mm-hmm. you know, live and be like, you know, everything's going to be okay. And I would go to bed. I would just go to bed a little unsettled. I would feel lonely at that moment. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I mean, I never felt lonely. Yeah, no, we were constantly in contact. We yeah. were texting. We were calling. We were Skyping. I felt like you were a part of my life, even though Absolutely. you were so far away. You know, you were you were... A part of every, my every day. I always thought that it was so interesting that people, uh, mostly to you, would say things along the lines of like, how do you know she's not fucking someone else out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we never had any issues with... That was like the least of my worries. Yeah, we never had any issues with like jealousy in that sense or like Whenever they... distrust yeah. at all. Whenever somebody would bring that up... It was funny. It was funny, but I didn't know how to how to tell them. No, I know this girl. That's not what she's doing. Yeah. And and one day when I really thought about it, I was like, "All right, so what if she's fucking somebody else? Like, I'm gonna find out, and that's gonna be the end of the relationship." <laughs> like, like people always talk about. People are always so afraid of relationships coming to an end. Right. And it's like, I have a friend who. His wife is constantly on his case, right? She suspects him of cheating. She's constantly, she mistrusts him. Why are you making that face? Completely. Well, he is cheating, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know if he's cheating right now. But he certainly but, has cheated. Yeah, he's definitely cheated in the past. Okay, and, well. and, and when she met him, all right, I mean. But, so she has reason to mistrust him. Okay, so maybe this is a bad example. But I'm okay. going to use him as an example because this is the conversation that I had with her. Okay. But it applies... He'll never listen to this. He doesn't use the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it applies to any couple that, you know, suspects the other person of cheating. Right. So wh- whenever I was with him, she would constantly call him or he would call her and report. And and you would have to sometimes, like, be on the phone, right? Yeah. Cause to, she, like, prove that you were the exactly. one with him. And I would laugh at him. Like, he would get somewhere. He's like, hold on, I got to call my girl. And he'd call him and be like, yeah, so we just got here to the spy. And she'd be like, what took you so long? He's like, woman, traffic. Like, what you want? She's like, yeah? You didn't stop by anywhere? She's like, no. She's like, what is that? What's that in the background? Who's that girl? He's like, it's the song. It's the street. Music is like... playing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he'd get up off the phone. I'd be, I'll be sitting in the passenger seat laughing. He'd get off the phone and, and, and then, you know, i get serious. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like... He's like, I don't know, she, you know, she don't trust me. And, of course, she had reason not to trust him. Right. So one day, one day he and I were hanging out, and uh, we get home late. We were drinking. We were out having a good time. And he gives her that good night call, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we just got home. It was this and that. And, you know, she's asking questions. And uh, he passes me the phone because she wants to talk to me. 
I grab the phone, I'm instantly laughing, and I'm telling her that, um, what did I say to her? It was something like, like, insecurity is very unattractive. I, I, I said to her, I was like, you know, that, that's, you gotta stop doing this. This, does, this doesn't make you look good. She says to me, yeah, but I know what kind of animal I'm dealing with. He made me this way. I said something else to her, whatever, and we hung up. And then I went on to say this to him, which I didn't say to her, which I should have said to her, but I said to him, I asked him, what the fuck does she think she's going to do? Yeah, what by... does she have to gain by acting like that? Not only that, checking up on him isn't going to stop him from cheating. Because no. if he wants to fuck someone else, he's going to fuck someone else. And lie to you about it anyway. Exactly. So it's like, stop policing him. Let him do what he's going to do. If he cheats, then you act accordingly. Right. But don't sit there trying to prevent the cheating. You're not going to have a life like that, and you guys aren't going to have a relationship. I don't think that's what it is. What is it? What do you think it is? What I think it is, is since he's a liar, Okay. at least to her, I yeah. don't know about in life, um, she's constantly walking around with a feeling of, I know something's going on, but I have no proof. Yeah. So she's searching for a way to not feel crazy. So if she can catch him in a lie, if she can catch him in the act, if she can catch him slipping up somehow, that validates her reasons for feeling unsettled and feeling like she doesn't trust him. It's not necessarily to stop the cheating, I don't think. Okay. Because I think most women know you're not going to stop the cheating. It's, it's that almost like a relief, like... Oh, thank God, I'm not fucking crazy. Okay. It's something, it's validation that your suspicions are of merit. Unfortunately, for a lot of women, they might be wrong, yeah. and the actions can actually... Cause? Not, not cause. You're not trying to say to justify. I know, I'm not, I don't want people to think, you know... Women, You're making your man cheat. Suspicious women make men cheat. That's not what I'm saying, dummies. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dummies, I love you. No, but the that kind of energy that you're putting into the relationship is is negative. And, you know, when you feel like someone... Like, if you, if you started, like, going through my phone secretly Man. or things like that, it would make me feel weird, and that might make me do things differently in my life. Man. You know, I could give a shit. Both of us keep our phones unlocked. I have no desire to go through your text yeah. messages or emails mm -hmm. and, you know, vice versa. I go look through all my shit. Like, I don't care. It's because we have nothing to hide. I, I could see what you're saying. I never I never saw it that way. Yeah. I always saw it from the male perspective. Yeah, which from is... the female perspective, I think that a lot of it has to do with wanting to know that you're not feeling this way for no reason. That's got to be a shitty position to be it's in. It's a terrible position to be in. I've never... I don't know why. I must have a high opinion of myself. No, honestly. Because the idea that you may be cheating on me doesn't even come into my mind. It didn't for me either with you. But I've been cheated on, so I know... I've been cheated on. I know that feeling. And whenever someone would ask me about it, you know, when they, when they, when they, they put that scenario in it my head. It seems so silly. It seems so silly. But when, when I had to think about it, I was like, okay, let's say right now she's fucking somebody. If I were to find out, then the relationship is over. Right. And we move on with our lives. Right. But I feel like 
speaking for, or better yet, speaking of women that I know that mm-hmm. have been in this situation, right. they stick around yeah. and they make their lives, their lives, both hers and the guys, fucking hell. Like nobody's happy in that no. relationship. And and I've seen I've seen other relationships where yes, you caught your man cheating. Your man has a side piece. You know this, and you still fuck with him. Do you have any self fill in the blank? You know what I mean? Right. All I'm trying to say is, I don't think you're cheating on me. I'm definitely not. And if you were, our relationship would end, and we'd move on with our lives. Now, as a married person, you know. Oh yeah, now now we're we're in different territory. We're in different territory. But the thing about it is our relationship, the way that we, the foundation and setup that we have basically, there would be, you know, a thousand signs and steps and opportunities to change a path before either of us would ever even begin to think of cheating. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be a self-correcting problem. Yeah. You don't like go to clubs and get wasted and like, oops, something could happen. Yeah. So it would have to be, like, it would have to mean something if you cheated on me. It would be that you were unfulfilled in our relationship somehow, and you were seeking something that was missing outside of it, and vice versa. So for that to happen, why are you laughing? I was remembering that time I said to you, I can't remember how it was phrased, but it was basically like, listen, if you break up with me, if you don't love me anymore, just tell me and, and, yeah. You know, I'll move on with my life. And you were like, why would you say that? Yeah. You're like sad about this hypothetical. Yeah, I, want you, I want you to be a little broken hearted. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. No, of course. No, but it's the truth. Yeah. I'm sure when I said it the first time, I said it like it's a hair flip or whatever. But I'm just saying like, yeah, you, you got to move on with it. It hurts, but you of move course. on with it. But yeah, I don't think that there's any... I can't envision a scenario where we would get close to cheating. Mm-hmm. In any realm of possibility. I think I'd put more energy into trying to get another girl into our bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what I should be striving for. Right? Like, why am I going to try to get a girl by myself for my, for my own entertainment when it's like for my own pleasure when I can try to get her in the bed with you and I? Right? Uh, in one of our posts on the join accounts tumblr page joinaccounts.tumblr.com <laughs> um someone asked us if we have uh if each of us have a hardcore bff mm-hmm. someone who maybe just as important as our significant other and whether or not we get jealous of that relationship it's so easy to answer mm-hmm and that answer is yes and then no. Yeah. Because we're, we're so... I hate talking about myself. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you love talking about yourself. I know, but <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate talking about myself by comparing myself to others. Okay. Because I always come off like I'm better than everyone right, else. Right, right. I understand where you're coming from. Because the only way I can answer that question is by saying, yeah, we have best friends, but so fucking what? Like, right. like the other day you were hanging out with April 
and I was happy that you were hanging out with April. Of course. And I wanted to text you guys, like, to say something. But I was like, they're having their... I'm not going to text them and interrupt their girl time. And you time. know how how uh, how important she is to me. Like, oh, in terms of, of, like, she's my other soulmate. Yeah. Like, she, she's my life partner. I did text her one time. But, uh, no. She married us. Oh, yeah. For a second, I thought, what? She's married to us? No, she was... <laughs> she, uh... I mean, most people probably don't know our um, our marriage in Mexico was not legal, <laughs> not no. legally binding. Yeah. But that is when we consider ourselves to have been married because mm-hmm. it was a you know it was a it had nothing to do with legality. It mm-hmm. had to do with vows and, and love and family and yeah, connection. Yeah, all of that. But uh, we got legally married almost a month later back here in California. We got my best friend ordained online, and we had a beautiful little, tiny little ceremony with her and her boyfriend and her daughter in her backyard. Um, We had a little... They made us great food. I can still taste it. Shrimp and amazing... My my best friend's... And and Nick. He's a great cook, too. Yeah, no, he's got fucking skills. Yeah. Her daughter was the flower girl. Uh, I wore some flowy pants and... You know, carried a couple daisies or something, and uh, we just spent more time with them. Yeah, it was a beautiful night. We had like the Bob Marley station playing in the background, mm-hmm. and uh, we had s'mores, s'mores for yeah. dessert. <laughs> we made fire. a little fire. It was fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, she's 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 also an integral part of, in my opinion, the reason we ever came to be. You and I. Yeah. I found you through her Twitter page. I like the way you say that. I found you. She was on Twitter for a hot minute. And she's funny as fuck. And she's also not on Tumblr, and she should be, because she... I don't understand that. This girl... April, if you're listening, stop slacking. She's not going to listen to me. (laughs) She she might. I mean, I've asked her many times. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's articulate. She's sensitive. She's hilarious. She's artistic. Did I already say that? No. She's hilarious. Her wit is unparalleled. No. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I found her on your Twitter. You found I found her. you on her Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was funnier than me on Twitter, but she was only on there for like two months. So, well, sorry. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> We're trying to steal my shine. And um, you told me you loved me for the first time on her birthday. Yeah. That that. And she performed our wedding ceremony. Like that, there were little, wow. like, there were little, you know, times and dates woven in there. I have a newfound respect for her. Yeah. I mean, not respect. That's not the word. Newfound love. Yeah. Because now that you paint, now that you, I yeah, see it from that angle. Like, it's again. It's part of this strange puzzle that yeah. that fit us together. I remember her vaguely. I didn't know you guys were friends in real life. Like, at all. I know you guys were friends. But I do remember stalking the shit out of your Twitter. Thank you. I do. And I remember... Don't be fucking cute. I I, I like to do this when I get new followers. Mm -hmm. If it's someone who interests me, I go and I... Check the archives. Everything, yeah. I go... Your tweets were all personal. Oh, yeah. It was like a diary. Yeah. You know, you were talking about... Yeah, before I started getting funny on Twitter, I was just talking about my life yeah yeah you had posts about you know how you had an exam and mm-hmm. i remember when i first found out your full name i stalked your facebook back when i had facebook 
I stalked your Facebook, too. Of course you did. I couldn't wait for you to stalk my Facebook. Yeah? I mean, everything. <laughs> All of my online presence, my online presence is basically there to sh for me to show off. So I'm always ready for somebody to, to stumble upon it and be like, wow, this guy's awesome. I love you. So... I was, it was like a portfolio, so to speak, my online welcome, presence. Welcome to me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just remember being intrigued by you. I remember, I remember just thinking, this girl is really pretty. Thanks. And, uh, I like wanted to know more about you. It just so happened. I mean, I was lucky enough that you wanted to flirt with me and get to know me. You thought I was awesome. Yeah. And we'd send each other little, little DMs. It's crazy. Like flirting for no reason, yeah. like like shameless yeah. flirting, uninhibited flirting. Like if I, I, wish, I wish I wish I still had those DMs. Me too. They would be awesome to read right now. Oh my god, they'd be amazing. But yeah, we were saying shit to each other that you don't say to people because no. Why why did I have any reason to say that shit to you? I remember getting scared as uh, we started getting closer. At one moment, we were like, you know, this DM shit ain't all that. Let's switch numbers or... No, we switched emails, emails. first. Yeah. So we email and we... And we had long emails. Long emails. They were essays. I haven't written the essays... With pictures. With pictures, mm -hmm. yeah. It was just really fun. Like, when I think back... I'll never forget one email I sent you a picture of me. It was when I was in bed and, like, I had the covers pulled up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I remember it had, like, a blue tint to it. And... You responded. I probably have it here on my email. Yeah? I've got a lot of your emails saved. Because what you said was so romantic. Oh, uh, you do. You do. Oh, uh, you do. You do. BT dubs. This was before we were in a... Well before we were in a quote-unquote relationship. Why do you got to bring that up? Because... Because what? To get people on my side. What do you mean? Well, what is your side? My side is that we were in a fucking relationship long before you ever would even begin. So wait a minute, you're going to read my words? I have your first email here. Yeah, I'm going to read your words. Oh, oh my God. We might have to pause because I'm going down memory lane right now. I remember right? that. I said I hold it sideways because I'm a thug. And you said you're adorable. I want to read 150 more facts about you. Wow. Man, this thing is smooth. <laughs> Should I read the 50 facts about you and the 50 facts about me? Yeah. Do you think the listeners would like to hear this? I can't. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Okay. So when we first started emailing each other, uh, this was the one that Kervin sent to me, January 4th, 2011. What? Yeah. Kervin sent me 50 facts about him. Are you guys ready? I have a really good memory. I'm the most social antisocial you'll ever meet. My favorite color is black. I think it's really sexy when a girl yawns. I have a superiority complex. I've got your garden variety, run-of-the-mill securities, but I still refuse to believe anybody is better than me. I once wanted to be a writer and wrote about 10 chapters of a fictional autobiography. I used to rap when I was in high school. My name was Mr. Unknown. 
ass and boobs are great, but I love a pretty face. All of my favorite movies deal with time travel in some shape or form. I'm not allergic to anything that I know of so far in my 28 years. 28? <laughs> you just turned 33 yesterday. <laughs> I'm attracted to girls who have daddy issues. Not on my own accord. I just noticed that's a common denominator for the ladies in my life. That's true. I got my first cavity when I was 26. I lost my virginity at 20. I used to steal from my parents when I was young. I felt so guilty that when I was of age and had the means to, I'd shower them with lavish gifts as if that would make up for it. My favorite book is Flowers for Algernon. I make the same New Year's resolution every year. Make more money, stay healthy, be creative. I'm very self-sufficient and I'm a minimalist in every sense of the word, even in the way I dress. I judge people by what they complain about. Growing up, I was Catholic, Christian, Jehovah's Witness. At this point, religion is a joke to me. I haven't seen a doctor since my teens. <laughs> Slow, soft kisses turn me on. Phone sex is overrated. I used to save everything. Now I throw shit out with the quickness. Uh, so true. I fell in love with Tupac when I was 14. I'm still a huge fan. I love watching obscure independent titles as opposed to blockbuster hits. I dropped out of college my first day of my junior year. My friends all say that I don't love them. They just don't understand that I like to be alone. Girls with hairy arms are sexy to me. <laughs> I have hairy arms. And for the longest time, I nared that shit off. I know. Why would you do that? And I let it grow because he likes it even though I hate it. And you still hate it? Yeah. You still hate the hair in your hair? Yeah. Or hair in your hair? Hair in your hair? <laughs> My parents have never told me they love me. They've never even written it on paper. We get along just fine. I set up little challenges with myself to see how long I can go without masturbating. <laughs> I still do that. Not as much, though, but yeah. I love fruits. Apples are my favorite. I have a slight fear of getting old and organs not working, so I try to live as healthy as my schedule slash salary slash surroundings allow. I've got no problem telling friends how much they mean to me, but I can't find the words to say it to a close relative. I wear boxer briefs. That's a fact. <laughs> I think sex is a woman's game. It's all about the girl and making sure she's pleased. True that. I love you. I'm honest to the point of offending, though those are never my intentions. That should be your headline. Where? On Tumblr. Really? Yeah. I like the current headline I have. I like that, though. I'm honest to the point of offending, though those are never my intentions. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday. Remember when? But that's something. I have a fascination with words. I hate rainy days except when I don't have to leave my house. There's a song stuck in my head since 2005. It's an instrumental. I don't know the title of it, but I'm dying to download it and put it on repeat. Still? Still. I'm glad you, you caught that up. If there are any Latino listeners, specifically Dominicans, Fernando Villalona has a song. It's just an instrumental. He usually plays it 
when he first gets on stage, the band plays it for like 15 minutes until he finally gets on the stage. And it sounds like... And then you hear like the saxophones, the trumpets, I'm sorry. And it's a fucking awesome song. And if you know it, please tell me. I can't find it. And I've searched. I've searched. Wow. I own a PS3, but only use it for Netflix. Yeah. (laughs) I only have two games. (laughs) I'm not a sports fan at all, with the exception of playing them. Christian Castro is my absolute favorite singer. I mean, there are many others, but he's the top of that list. I think he's the man. I'm extremely stubborn. It takes a lot to change my mind. That's true. I'm scared of heights. I am. I hate feet. I don't like to even look at them. I don't care if they're well-groomed. I can't stand them. (laughs) This man rubs my feet at the end of a long day. He'll kiss him every now and again. Every once in a while. I have over 23,000 songs in my iTunes library. Not anymore. I've got so many motherfucking songs. Superman is my favorite superhero, and I watch Smallville religiously. This was before Smallville was was over. Yeah. If I ever had a child, I'd do everything to make them the greatest human possible. My ears are my spot. Don't tell nobody. Is that still true? I mean... We don't do a lot of ear play. Nah. Nah. I love turkey wings. I do. I know you do. That was the last fact? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I... It seems like I really knew who the fuck I was. Of I want to hear yours. I can't find it. Maybe I, maybe I attached it? You were calling me your Twitter fiancé... By the way, I'm editing that out. Wow, it's so we'll have to read these sometime. Can you find your 50 facts? No, but I, I just found an interesting tidbit that I sent to you. I may be off base, but I sense your strength, but also some detachment in you. You have a really quick wit and can make people laugh so easily. You're also so giving with your kind words, but I still feel like it's probably very tough to get to you. Does that make sense? It seems like you have very good control over how much you share of yourself. I imagine that it might be harder for you to accept than to give happiness. I don't mean that in any sort of judgmental way. It's just something I picked up on. Like I said, I might not have any idea what I'm talking about. You mentioned once about not being sure if you believe in the type of love out there that you envision, like a great book or a movie you can read or watch over and over again. I feel that too. Maybe I'm too idealistic, too much of a dreamer. I find myself not wanting to waste my time and prefer to be alone at this point than try to force something or settle for less. It's weird for me to feel so connected to you. Every time I read your words, I feel something, and often it's just a feeling of, me too. And although it's probably foolish, you make me feel so safe. There's something so incredibly endearing about you. You're sweet and sexy and unusually honest, very smart, creative, and so very kind. I alternate between wanting to have you throw me over your shoulder caveman style and pin me up against a wall and wanting to make soft, sweet love to you. I also just want to sit and drink cocktails and snuggle on your couch and watch Nip Tuck. I'm sorry if this is all too mushy. Don't worry, I'm not going to fly out to New York and stalk you. (laughs) I just wanted you to know you're special to me. 
I'm going to go now before my silly hormones keep talking. Hope you're having a great night, my sweet. I love you. Most of what you said was really on point. Yeah. And um, I forgot all of this. Me like, too. I should probably go reread those emails. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I don't have my 50 facts. Because it... Oh, maybe it, it would be in scent. Maybe you didn't, like, respond to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. Um, you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay, so... um. This was on my secret blog that still exists out in the world. And yes. none of you will ever read it. Never. Uh, all right, so this is Thursday, January 6, 2011. Yep. And you wrote... 50 things you didn't know about me. Someone very sweet to my heart inspired me. I am way more sensitive than I let people know. I am almost moved to tears from happiness, sadness, frustration, etc. Almost every day. But I have learned to control it to a certain extent. I secretly would love to be a boxer. Really? You've read this before. I, but I'm re- I feel like I'm reading this for the very, very first time. That's funny. I hate my feet, but love foot massages. I'm not sure how many men I've slept with. (laughs) Not because it's it's hundreds or anything, but I don't really keep track of such things. You said the exact same thing like two episodes ago. Yeah. You are you to the core. I like that. Yeah. In general, I have a terrible memory. Yeah. I've never enjoyed 69ing and don't think I ever will. I find it distracting. Yes. I've always inhaled and always swallowed. (laughs) I've never been pregnant. Still true. I don't believe in abortion, but I am pro-choice. It's a loaded statement. I have learned to not say that I'd never do something. You just don't know. The worst thing I think I've ever done was blow a married man years ago. I like the way you put years ago on there. It was. (laughs) I felt an overwhelming urge to find the Catholic Church the next day and go to confessional, despite never having been involved in organized religion. Yeah. That was going to be one of my confessions on this show, because it was such a... That should be. As a matter of fact... I'll go into detail about it. Good. I am terrified of spiders, but refuse to kill them. Instead, I catch them and release them outside. On more than one occasion, when I was too frightened, I'm talking a near panic attack, sweating and crying... I called my mom, and she came over and did it for me. Yep. Those my- were, like, humongous, though. They were the kind I couldn't trap. Don't laugh at me. Okay. They were so. They were like wolf spiders. I don't know if you've ever seen those. No. But they're huge. I literally was sweating and almost throwing up and crying. My brother can get me to tell him anything. I have a soft spot for men that I could make caramel-colored babies with. <laughs> Typically multiracial, though I've never seriously dated one. My ears are tiny and kind of scrunched together on top. I get self-conscious when people notice. I'm obsessed with my tits. Not anymore. I sometimes think people can read my thoughts. Yeah, I was going to talk about that on an episode too. How funny, I was just thinking about that yesterday. My family is unusually close, but not in a creepy way. (laughs) I don't like being around loud people at all. (laughs) It's true. I am blessed with much more than I think I deserve. 
Growing up, my parents made up songs for me calling me the most beautiful girl in the world. It was years before I actually realized it was not a fact. What? That you weren't the most beautiful girl in the world? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I grew up and they, they would sing it to me. And so I thought it was true. So when did you realize you were ugly? No, but that I realized I wasn't, in fact, the most beautiful girl in the world. Really? I'm sorry, but I, I want to get into details with all these, but I okay. want to continue. Um, when I was little, I wanted to be a lawyer and a supermodel. <laughs> I think all... I had really high self-esteem when I was a kid. I think all drugs should be legalized. I love gay people. Yes. I love sewing and knitting, though I don't do either very often. I used to show horses, and I miss riding desperately. Ass and titty rubbing I can handle, but because of a bad experience I had, and probably because it's a little creepy, I flip out if I am not fully awake when someone I'm sleeping with reaches down the front of my panties. I had to tell my ex-boyfriend this about five times, which I think is four times too many. I want to go into detail about all this we shit. Do that. Next episode, we're okay. going to make it happen. I'm a great cook. I'm kind of a masochist, physically and emotionally. I've never had anal sex and don't ever plan to. The ocean is my favorite place to be. The maddest you'll probably ever see me is if you wake me up from a nap. <laughs> I drink way too much caffeine and not nearly enough water. I love living alone and I miss it. I have lived with only one boyfriend, and I'm not sure I want to do it again until I'm married. I've never even been close to being engaged. If I don't orgasm or eat frequently enough, I get really irritable. <laughs> Despite being very liberal and modern in many ways, I have very traditional personal ideals with respect to my role and a man's role in a relationship. Yeah? Like traditional gender roles for me personally. Okay. I don't like I, I love and respect other people's. Okay. But, uh, I mean, we can get into no, it more later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it later. Yeah. An ex-boyfriend of mine was an extremely talented artist. He painted two paintings of me that were about four by five feet and were exhibited in galleries. The worst I ever had my heart broken was by a man that I dated for only two months. Man, I want to get into detail with some of this. My drink of choice is Jack and Diet Coke. Ugh, not anymore. I'm more attracted to construction workers than stockbrokers. Hell yeah. I smoked cigarettes for about seven years. I've always wanted to cut my hair super short. <laughs> but there's almost no chance that I ever will. That's awesome. Yeah. I've always wanted to pierce my nipples but won't for fear that it will mess something up for breastfeeding someday. There's a tiny spot on one side of the back of my neck that will absolutely buckle my knees if nibbled and kiss. I love learning about cool things in science, particularly genetics and quantum mechanics. I feel best physically and mentally when I do yoga frequently, but I haven't done it in months. Years. <laughs> Fresh mango can pretty much cheer me up in any situation. Still true. And you've got two comments, and one of them is me. Of course, you were the only one who followed my blog. <laughs> On January 7th, 2011, at 6.23 a.m. For me. I wrote, 
It's becoming more and more exciting coming over to learn about you. And you wrote, well, aren't you a peach? It's becoming more and more exciting to me that it's actually being read. You're fucking awesome. Thank you. I love you. I just realized that my blog posts would be great confessionals. Yeah! This episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by Inspiration. There's nothing like that feeling you get when you have a brand new idea, a great idea, the kind of idea that motivates you, lights a fire under your fucking ass. It makes you feel like you just found the meaning of life. The crazy thing is, a new idea is right around the corner. You just never know where you'll find it. Watching a documentary, having a conversation with an old friend, reading a comic book, listening to a podcast. You never know where that new idea is going to come from. Sometimes it's just a simple thought. And where you take that thought is up to you. Inspiration is a wonderful thing. Now back to our show. Forgive me, Father. For I never sin. told anyone this before. Dear it has been 16 days since my last confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. This is a hard one for me to talk about. Because uh, um, this is a serious confession. What do you mean? What, what were the other ones? I mean, they were like funny stories. This is like something that was probably the worst thing I've ever done. Definitely the worst thing I've ever done. I don't even care about that. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I just want to know the juice. Give okay. me the juice. It's horrible. It's I don't bad. care. I want the juice. Okay. I think it's because it's so horrible that I want to hear. Yeah. And like you were reading in my little 50 facts, I literally, the next day, I had this overwhelming urge to go sit in a church and confess because I felt so horrible and guilty and dirty and it was just bad. So what happened? I was... um, How old were you? 21 years old, I think. Okay. I was living alone. This was like, uh, you know, during my senior year of college. Okay. I was living alone. I had uh, broken up with my boyfriend at the time who I had been... Why are you smiling? You're so excited. I am. I mean, it might not sound like, you know, as crazy, but I know how bad it was. I had some pretty low self-esteem, to say the least. You know, I found a lot of my worth through uh, my sexuality and that's why you know I talk about my slutty times so to speak and you know a lot of it was in good fun but a lot of it was very dysfunctional and very tortured you know I did it to feel worthy there there were times that I would listen to an episode and I'd hear you talk about that you'd say how you're not a sexual person Mm mm-hmm but then you talk about your past and all this oh, sex. Oh, yeah. I never really thought about that. that... I, I used to think about that. I, I wanted to ask you one day why that happened. If you weren't sexual, why did you have, Yeah. you know? Yeah, but so you that just was, answered it. That was how I found my worth at the time. I was very depressed. Um, I was off meds. Like, I just, I was lost. I would do a lot of things that, of course, now I wouldn't do. And I've certainly found my worth since then, but... I think a lot of people struggle the way I struggled, you know, yeah. when you are not being treated for depression as well as doing things that are very self-destructive um, in an attempt to find 
you know, just a little piece of something that makes you feel, I don't know, feel something. Mm -hmm. I may get into it at another time, but, you know, I, I was, uh, I was self-harming as well. Not so much at, at, at 21, but, um, pretty heavily between like 16 and 20. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I was 21 years old. I lived alone and I... I would have these, like, conquests. I would find a guy that either I didn't think that I could get or that I found attractive, and it was my mission yeah. to get him to submit to me, essentially. And, and when he did, you felt worthy? Yes. Okay. It wasn't even really guys I wanted to have sex with, so for some reason, to me, like, oral sex was not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I... I don't know how I didn't get STDs. Like, I'm sorry, I'm smiling. It's okay. Because now like, I'm just thinking, ooh. ooh. Like, like the thing I said about, like, I don't know how many men I've slept with. Yeah. I really don't know how many men yeah. I have yeah. given blowjobs to. Because yeah. to me, that was like. That was just like a kiss on the lips. That was so. Um, Shaking hands. No, no. Uh -oh. It was not intimate to me. It was my way of being in control uh -huh. while also. Like, I would never let them go down on me. Okay. There's no way. And I usually wouldn't have sex with them, but I would I would blow them. And, mm -hmm. like, that somehow made me feel, for a second, like, superior. Nah. I got them to submit to me. And I was in control somehow for, like, five seconds. <laughs> nah. Five seconds? You made them blow real fast. <laughs> no, no, no. The feeling afterward, I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay, okay. Didn't last very long. So... I had a friend at the time, this girl, who I'm not totally sure how I became friends with her because she's very different from me, and we had kind of a weird, dysfunctional friendship. Um, I liked this one guy at one point, and she ended up, like, hooking up with him at my house, and it was kind of one of those weird things. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so I was out with her at a bar one night, and we met a group of guys I believe they played soccer. Mm -hmm. Older guys in their like late thirties, um, and there was one who I found attractive in like a hot soccer dad type way. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a yeah. Hot no, soccer oh, that's dad. A, that's the thing. <laughs> um, so we were drinking with all these guys, and you know I was fixated on this one guy. I knew he was married. He wore a wedding ring. He said he was married. He... And you said, you're the one. You're next. I did. You're chosen. Basically, <laughs> in my head, I was like, I'm going to get this guy. No. He didn't really, like, I could tell he was attracted to me. You know, I was a young... Hot. Hot little thing. Smiling with yeah, your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I'm getting drunk and I'm being flirty and sexual and all this stuff. But I could... I could tell from the get-go that he was not going to cross the line. Like, mm -hmm. he he was pretty clear about, I'm married. Like, you know, he was giving me all the signs to stay away. Mm -hmm. So the night goes on, and I'm just, like, chipping away at him mm -hmm. slowly. Wearing him down. Yeah. And eventually the night's coming to an end, and I was like, oh, I need a ride home. Is there any way you can give me a ride home? So he gives me a ride home, just me and him. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I got him to walk me up to my apartment. 
And I was like, all right, you know, I got him in my apartment. It's on. And then, of course, just like threw myself at him. And the whole time he was like, it sounds really creepy, but he was like trying to resist. Mm -hmm. He was like kind of not pushing me away, but like he was trying to be a good man. Mm -hmm. And I... I broke him down until... You tainted him. Yeah. And, you know, I could tell, especially after he came, like, he felt so guilty. Mm-hmm. And he left. And, of course, I never saw him or spoke to him again. And I felt so horrible because, you know, he seemed like a pretty happily married man. And now... And I think about it every once in a while, like... I wonder if he ever told her. I wonder what kind of life they had. I wonder if I fucked up his life somehow by doing that, this mistake that he probably feels really guilty about. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that it it was a horrible thing that I intentionally did. And I still feel guilty about it. I mean, I've let it go, you know? I mean, I can't change what I did, but... It's definitely one of the few times in my life where I intentionally did something that I knew was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I've made mistakes just because I'm a human, but that was one time where, like, I knew I was making a mistake, I knew it was the wrong thing, and I did it anyway. Q to the A. Did the mailman pass by today? The mailman came! Yes! got goodies in the mailbag. The first question comes from Yay Life is Fun. I love, love Trisha. How could you not love Trisha? Trisha's one of the most honest people I think that you'll ever meet. Now, I know whenever you say we got a question from so-and-so, I always say I love them. And you mean it. And I mean it. I know. But that's why I put it extra love. Yeah. Because I love Trisha. She has a very... Not only have we met in person... Yeah. We used to text pretty frequently. We need to text more, Trisha. Yeah. And um, she holds a very dear spot in my heart. I love, I love, I love the, the... I've seen her change. I love watching her journey yeah. in life. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of you, Trisha. And I love you to pieces. I'm proud of you, too. And I know it's, there's a lot of ups and downs. But there's love here. Part of the ride. So what does is, what is the beautiful lady have to say? First she says, this podcast is everything. <laughs> I love you both so, so, so much. Okay, my question is, knowing what you both know now, what is one piece of relationship advice that you would give yourself back when you were single? What's hard about that is I would have never taken advice not even from future you? Yeah. Future me couldn't say shit to past me. But I would like to answer this if I could as my advice to single people. Okay. I would say that my biggest... It's kind of complicated and easy at the same time. My biggest piece of advice, not only to never settle mm-hmm. for less than what you want, but never be afraid that being yourself is going to ruin a potential relationship. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, even in the beginning, if you're talking to somebody and you're being yourself and you're afraid to say what you think because you think that they might not like you 
You might interpret it the wrong way. Might uh, It yeah. might ruin the relationship. Yeah. That's a sign that that relationship is not meant to be and it's not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you make a comment and someone misinterprets it to the point of it ruining your relationship, I mean, why would you no. want to be there? Exactly. It's a very hard thing to practice and something I didn't master until I met Kervin. Mm-hmm. I said everything I thought... Everything that, you know, was inappropriate at the time, like I would get jealous before we were a couple and I'd be like, I'm really jealous when you talk to that woman. That's shit I would never have said to a man. I'm glad you said that stuff though. I would have scared every man away. Yeah. And because they weren't the right man for me, but because Kervin is, you know, there wasn't anything that I could have said that would have ruined our relationship Mm -hmm. by just being myself. Exactly. So be yourself if it gets misinterpreted or if, it, if they don't like it or whatever, then fuck them. Yeah, that's great advice. If I could give myself relationship advice, it would simply be to not be afraid of it. That's what I was thinking you were going to say. Nah, because for the longest time, I just didn't want a relationship. I didn't want anything to do with it. It's almost like what I said about having kids. Mm-hmm. I was too focused on getting myself right. That I was like, I can't think about another person. We were also afraid. I was definitely afraid. You were afraid to be hurt. And I I, I also didn't want to uh, just put any effort, any energy yeah. into that into that part of my life. Your heart, heart chakra was closed. Probably. Yeah. So I would just tell Lil Kervin, do just go with the flow. Well, actually, no. I know, because then we wouldn't have met each other. Exactly. That's why I don't want to give single me any advice, because yeah. it turned out exactly... Maybe that's the advice. Everything is going to turn out exactly the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. So just enjoy the ride, even when it sucks. Awesome. And advice for you, Trisha? I know I've told you this before, but I'm going to say it too. Kind of what I just said. You're an awesome fucking person. Yes. And your unedited personality is top-notch. Yes. You're an awesome person, and you should be proud to be that person. That That's the reason why I gravitate towards her. Yes. Because she's so herself, you know? And, and I, I would love for you to be able to feel that in your normal, everyday life, and in, in your way that you interact with people offline, you yeah. know what I mean? Because... You have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to be afraid of because you are fucking awesome. You're spectacular. And don't forget that we love you. We love you. Okay. The next question is five questions. Really? From MTTNC. Oh, yeah. That guy's cool. I just want to say, before you say anything. Yeah. Before, before you even read his stuff. Yes. The reason you guys are listening to this podcast is because of him. So if you in any way enjoy listening to this podcast, thank that man. Because he sent me a private message months ago Mm -hmm. saying how we need to do a podcast. And he's so super supportive. He really is. He lit that fire under our asses. Yeah. And uh, Matt... I I really thank you. We really appreciate you. Definitely. You're fucking awesome too. Yes. So he says, I'm never good at asking just one question, so here's a few. (laughs) Here's five. (laughs) Here's five. This is, I think, for you, Kervin. Really? Yeah. I I feel like, I feel so much pressure. (laughs) Number one. Yeah, do it it one at a time. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to try to answer rapid fire. 
One, you miss the East? And do you plan on making Northern California your home for the foreseeable future? I don't miss the East Coast. I think I talked about this. Yeah. What I do miss are the foods. The food. Yeah. Yeah. I miss... I miss the food from your block. And yeah. I didn't even live there. Yeah. The pizza, yeah. the halal spot, and the Chinese store. I don't really care about the Chinese store, though. I do. I know. I do. I want my the sandwiches house... from the halal, too. Yes. Or what was that other one? That sandwich the 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 down the street further. I don't know what you. It was like a breakfast sandwich. Sorry. Baby, it was called something. It was like. Oh, the motherfucking Santiago, Santiago melt. Santiago Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking. Oh my god. So yes, clearly, <laughs> the weight of my heart is my stomach. No, I don't miss miss the east. I miss the foods. And every once in a while, I miss my friends and family. Of course. But the actual, you know, life, living there, the, uh, I don't miss it. I, I think about it. I see it in movies and I, and, and I become... Get a little nostalgic. Yeah. But that's... that's I, I don't attach myself to anything for the most part. Yeah. I'm weird that way. And yes, Northern California or wherever the fuck I land, really. Because I don't know what might happen. At this point in my life, I'm trying not to live life, you know... You know, color by numbers, paint by numbers. I'm just trying to go where I feel, where where wherever I feel I should go. I'm I'm letting I'm letting life tell me what to do. Yeah. I don't I don't have a plan. I have I have an outline of what I want to do. So um yeah, whatever happens happens. Number two, after Hector Laveau, name your favorite salsa singer. My favorite salsa singers. Wow. Uh, Mark Anthony's up there. You know, as of late, I haven't liked the... I love his classic stuff. Lately, I don't like his last few albums. Um, man. Uh, what about that guy who sings the... Viva la distancia, cero, dio. Luis Miguel? No, he, he he doesn't sing salsa. Oh, that's not salsa. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I, cut that part out. No. I, I just sang gibberish. No, that's fine. That's that wasn't even Spanish. Yes, it was. That was like... Do it again? Spanish. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I, I really don't listen to that much salsa. That's a lie. I listen to a lot of fucking. <laughs> I listen to salsa, but I don't have favorites the way I have favorites in other genres, you know. But um, I can tell you a lot of. You don't want to hear who I listen to. It's not important. I listen to the to the to the usual suspects. But um, Mark Anthony comes to mind. Um, I, I love a lot of his songs, old songs, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's it. That's, that's... This, this next one's a great question. Wow. It's one of those, like, would-you-rathers. Hit me. You have two choices. A, you fuck a goat, but no one will ever know. Or B, you don't fuck a goat, but everyone thinks you fucked a goat. This is strictly hypothetical, so there's no way around it. It's a matter of whether or not you can deal with the stigma or, or not. First of all, I want to say... Um... I've never fucked a goat. <laughs> When I, when I was 20, I had a co-worker who was 18. We were the only Latinos, the only Dominicans working at this place. One day we get into a conversation. He tells me that I'm not truly Dominican because I've never fucked a farm animal. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm sitting there like amazed. I'm like, really? You fucked a goat? He's like, yeah, everybody in my fucking town fucked a goat. We used oh to get in line God. to fuck a goat. Do you think he was fucking with you? He says to me, go home, ask your uncles, ask your father if they ever fucked a farm animal. 
First chance I got that weekend, I asked, I asked, and I asked, I told them story, and their response, they laughed, and they told their stories of how they fucked farm animals. No. <laughs> told this story about how they had a turkey. He used to fuck that turkey. He used to no. fuck that turkey. He used That's to fuck terrible. that turkey. Yes, it is. That's animal abuse. Yeah, it's bestiality is what that is. Yeah, I didn't think people really did that. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, in weird, like, porn and stuff, like, yeah. they do it, but I didn't know, like, Everyday Joes, Everyday Jose's did that. Everyday Jose's. <laughs> Everyday. Uh, all right, to answer your question, I wouldn't fuck a goat. Everybody thinks I fuck a goat. I can live with that. Because I know who I am. And he don't care. He don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, and I definitely don't want to fuck a goat. Even if nobody else knows that I did it. Right. I don't want to fuck a goat. That was a simple question I answered, baby, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> Number four. If you could use a magic wand and give you any job in the world, no matter what, what would you do? I don't want to work. Period. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Number five. Shark versus tiger in four feet of water. Who wins? I think the tiger. The tiger, for sure. I mean, tigers can swim, first of all. Yeah. They swim fast. I think the tiger would fuck up the shark. Unless the shark got the first bite in. Yeah. But that how... might be a kill shot. Like, if it got it in the neck. But why would it be so... Four feet of water. I don't know if it's shark. If it caught it in the carotid, maybe. Yeah. But I think the tiger's quick enough. It could get enough swipes in. That exactly. Would, that like would disable the shark. How do you... Also, in... it depends on what type of shark. How do you, in fight mode, approach a cat? Like, cats, first of all, you see this little motherfucker. Yeah. If he wanted to, he fucking scratch out your fucking eyes. Now yeah. imagine a fucking 700-pound tiger. I just pull that number out of my ass. Yeah, a tiger all the way. Those are some fucking awesome questions, man. You want to do another one? Sure. Uh, this one's just a comment... This one is... Okay, this next one is the second part of the hypothetical that we got last week from... Mr. Uh, Robin Coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the hypothetical part D. You answered the first question as I expected. Of course you'd let each other get the fuck on if you were a quad. I mean, what could you possibly do for your spouse riding around in a wheelchair operated by blowing in a tube? I know that sounds terrible, but that's how I roll. <laughs> or blow if I was a quad. I love that shit. <laughs> okay, back to the question. What if you were only a paraplegic? You still had use of everything above the waist. You could still jack each other off or perform oral sex. Would that be enough or would you have to get more? Now answer that, my ninjas. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, that wouldn't be enough. I need more. Really? Yeah. Like, why not? And, See, and, and, if we, and the same for you. I don't feel like... Right off the bat, I would say, yeah, that would be enough. Yeah? Yeah. Really? You're great at oral sex. <laughs> I don't know tell, if I want to say that on the podcast. Tell your friends. I don't want to creep people Thank out. Thank you, baby. I know, but it's like... I still won't feel like that's enough. I, I don't feel like I would be enough for you. I feel like... But that's I, not your judgment call to make. 
Isn't that what the question is? Like, if you were, would you let your other... That That is my judgment. According to the hypothetical question, if I were a para... No, it's asking if that would be enough for you if you were a paraplegic. But, I mean, you can't feel anything under your waist, so you're the pleasure receiver. I'm the giver. I'm, I'm, I'm disabled. Right. I'm giving pleasure. So, if that's the case, would that be enough for me? I'm saying yes. Okay. Now, if you can't feel anything below the waist... <laughs> you would go to town. You wouldn't need anything else because I could just still be your fuck toy. I know, but <laughs> how much fun is that for you? How much fun is that I'm for me? I'm a little confused by the question. It's Not really, but yes. So, you can't feel anything below the waist. Okay. You can use your mouth, your hands to please me. Okay. You can still say, hey, you can have some of this pussy. Right. How do you think I feel fucking a pussy that can't feel anything? That would kind of suck. Because it's almost like detached from you. It, it doesn't exist. I, I mean, that's a great question because I don't know how I would feel about you wanting to go have sex if I was still able to make you come. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you would want to be able to go have sex if I was a paraplegic. Yes, that sounds selfish. No, that's the point of the question. But also being selfless, I'm thinking... If it were the other way around, you would want me to go out. But also, do you want me fucking your pussy? No, no. You know, that's that's what I'm saying, like... It would be really awkward. It's weird. your legs would be floppy and stuff. Your legs would be floppy that's and stuff. <laughs> and it's like... At that point, I'm not having sex with you. The point... It, the, the, really, the root of the question is, do you need intercourse... Ah. In order to be satisfied. I'm saying I don't. Yeah. I don't if I were... So if you were paraplegic, I would not need to go outside of the relationship to be sexually satisfied. That's what I'm saying. I love you. I love you too. They got so many sex toys on the market. Yeah. I mean, you could wear a strap on. And do what? I can't move my waist. <laughs> still do stuff. You're like, just lay there. Just lay there, nigga. Just lay there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, but I could understand why, if it were the other way around, you would. Because it's intercourse is different from a man's perspective. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking back to all those years when, when I was a virgin. The, 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 the desire to have sex was like this constant feedback in right. the back of my head. I don't know how it was for other teenage boys. Of course. But it was like white noise that was constantly there. But now as as an adult, it's not really. Now it's not there because I've had sex. I know what it's like, you know. I don't have this like, oh, I just want to come. I want to come inside of a girl. You know, that, that that I felt as a teenager. But, um... What if we made my pussy into a fleshlight? I don't want to come in those things. First of all... I feel extremely guilty when I jerk off. Yeah, that's true. Now, imagine me busting inside this thing and then having to clean it. Do you know how What if fucking... I cleaned it for you? Oh my God, even worse. <laughs> I would feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Episode five. In the biggity bag. I want to thank you guys so much just for waiting. Yeah, we we were. <clears throat> I just went through puberty. Yeah, we were. 
we had some shit to do this week uh, extra. You know, the goal, my goal at least, is to put one out every Monday. You sometimes? know, sometimes you're just, you're living your life. You don't feel like, no. I don't want every conversation we have to be recorded. No. So we have a lot of conversations that are off the books. Yeah. No. But, uh, but fucking thank you guys. Yeah. We, we can't believe that you listen to us, or I can't. Every time I read the comments you guys leave, the, the, the reviews, it empowers us to do it again. Yeah, it makes me want to keep doing it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging in there. We love you. Continue to tell your friends. Continue to rate and review. If you're already rated and reviewed and, and subscribed, just do it again for good measure. I don't know how you do that. You can't do it twice. Joinaccounts.tumblr.com uh, iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher's new. Podbay.fm. Those are all of your options. You can listen on computer, Android, iPhone, Nokia, Brick, Telegraph. Zach Morris phone. Morse Telepathy. Code, pigeon service. Carrier. Uh, message in a bottle. Bike, bike messenger. <laughs> we're, we're available everywhere. Tell your friends. We love you. We love you. You motherfuckers stay black. And nasty. <laughs>